Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. As I swing around my microphone to where you can't hear me. Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hanukkah. No, wait. No, wait. No, we're not uh, quite there yet, are we? Uh, this is Thanksgiving. We don't skip uh, We don't right. skip Thanksgiving. We don't have sad turkeys in this household. Right. You know so, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, the reason, I, the, the biggest reason I say that is because I had to stop and get gas on the way up here this afternoon. And while putting gas in my truck, Christmas music is blaring over the, the, the overhang. Now, it currently feels like Christmas outside here yeah. in South Mississippi. Yeah, it's it's dropped quick today. Yeah. I woke up um, this morning and it was decent and then now <laughs> it, it is currently uh fifty degrees outside. Yeah, is it just fifty? Yeah. Just fifty. Feels cooler. It definitely does. <laughs> Yeah, it it is dropped quick. I know, like in the course of an hour or two hours, it dropped twenty degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get colder. It's getting down into the thirties this weekend. So we're now the whiskey and, and weather podcast. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Although all we've talked about so far is weather. So what are we talking about with whiskey? So this week we are having High West whiskey. Uh, this is the double rye. Uh, this I is a forty-six like rye. So. It's a 46% alcohol by volume, and I want to see. It says that it is out of the High West High West Distillery. So I don't see if it's coming out of any of the other more major distillers that you see. You know, you have uh, a lot of them come out of Buffalo Trace yeah. or, you know. So this one looks like it's coming from its own. I do like how it smells. It does smell... It, it very smells nice very smell. sweet. It also smells like it's probably going to have a little bit of a burn to it. It's a rye. It, it's a, I mean, it, it is rye. It has to. Like, that's that's part of it, right? But, well, yeah. Let's see, huh? Let's see, yeah. Cheers. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely got that rye spice, but I really like that it's... It, Cherry almost. Okay. That's kind of what I'm getting. Okay. Uh, That's not bad at all. Mm -mm. That's good. I want to say it was only 30 or 40 bucks. It wasn't expensive. That's a very good ride. That's got a, that's got a real nice cherry, oaky. Yeah. Cinnamony, uh, feel to it and it's got just enough burn that you know hey this is there's burn but it yeah. goes away quickly oh, I, really I like that, like that. I, I like really that. that that's very good i don't think it's quite as good as bullet rye personally but i mean bullet's one of my favorites but that's really good yeah i'm a fan hey after how many weeks of us having ones where we were just like, like nah. <laughs> I, I i can i can speak highly for this one yeah i like it you know, this is one I've seen on the shelf, and I just haven't been grabbing. The bottle's kind of cool, too. It, it has that very old West Hey, look. this is the bottle. This is the shape. You know, mm. it doesn't have, like, the the Redemptions kind of have that. Yeah, it's not a, it's it's an, it's a normal cylindrical bottle. Yeah. But it 
the label looks kind of cool. It's a long, it's a tall bottle. Yeah, a wooden cork. I, I dig it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's probably going to go on the top shelf. That's a good one at the uh, at the house. Good job. Hey, there we go. Uh, when last we left, we didn't have the results for WWE's uh, Blood Money twenty seven or whatever number it was, Crown Jewel. Yeah, we didn't, did we? No, we did it before Crown Jewel. That's right. We we recorded on a on an odd day last week, and yeah, that's right, that's right. We recorded yeah, Friday. We recorded last Friday, yeah. and this week we're recording on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Being all weird, mixing things up. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess let's run through. Uh, yeah, we may through as well. the results, and we'll run through Crown Jewel's results, and and go from there. So we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Brock gets the win here, but Lashley has the last laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the women's tag team championships, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, uh, losing to Damage Control. So now Damage For Control. For whatever it, reason. Uh, it's got to have been that they just needed to try to build some I don't know, suspense. Like, I disagree with the call, but hey. Why let why let Alexa and Asuka win it to keep them for a week? That makes no sense at They all. didn't even get a full week. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. It was Monday through they, Saturday. They, yeah. So, but that's what happened there. Uh, we had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, where Drew gets the win. Uh, it was in a cage match. Drew needed the win yeah, here. Drew, Drew had to have the win there. If he didn't win, then you really start kind of... It doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. We had the OC versus Judgment Day. Judgment Day got the win here. I was disappointed to hear that because I, I really think that the OC needed a win. But we'll talk more about that yeah, because what happened what happened later makes up for it. Uh, we have Braun Strowman versus Omos, where Strowman gets the win, mm-hmm. which is the which way is it needed to go. Expected. It needed to go, and that then he way. got a ton of heat. Backstage That's because he's, he's an idiot. Didn't yeah. know, you know, kept opened his mouth. Uh, we have the undisputed tag team championships, the Usos, winning against the Brawling Brutes. I don't think anybody thought no. that was going to go any other way. We have the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, in a last woman standing match where Bianca gets the win to retain. And we have the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And new, right? Thank God, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Roman Reigns beats Logan Paul. I don't like Logan Paul, so uh, this match went on way longer than it should have gone. It should have been Superman Punch, Spear, 1, 2, 3, or Spear, Superman Punch, your choice, Uh, 1, 2, 3. But, yeah, the less Logan Paul in my life, the better. So, that was Crown Jewel. Let's hop on over and we'll talk about Monday Night Raw. So, Monday Night Raw, we have uh, Nikki Cross defeating uh, Dana Brooke to win the 24-7 championship title. And then throwing it in the trash. Which is where it deserves to be. Other than... Mm -hmm. Other than truth, yeah. and and I really uh, hope what happens here is that truth steals it out of the trash can. Yeah, and then we have a story with truth with the belt, but truth is injured. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. We have the bloodline defeating the new day and Matt Riddle via pinfall. Mm-hmm. 
We have Baron Corbin defeating Cedric Alexander via pinfall. Otis defeating Elias via pinfall. We have Austin Theory defeating Shelton Benjamin via pinfall. We have The Miz defeating Johnny Gargano via pinfall. Where he cheated, of course. Yeah, he cheated to get the win, and he was saying he's going to sue Gargano. For slander. For slander. (laughs) Because The Miz has been paying Loomis to stalk him, but then he stopped paying Loomis, so now Loomis legit is stalking him. (laughs) Yes. I love this story. I love everything about this story. We then have the United States Championship match. Uh, this was supposed to be an open challenge. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins comes out for the second time because the first time he came out, he was interrupted by uh, he was interrupted by Bobby Judgment and Day Theory and Judgment Day. Well, he was interrupted by Judgment Day. Yep, Judgment Day was interrupted by the OC, which I didn't yep. mention in here, but that happened. Uh, so Judgment Day comes down. Finn Balor says he's going to accept the challenge. Yeah, I thought I loved the line he dropped. Uh, you cost me gold once. Mm-hmm. You know, referring back to Seth buckle bombing Finn and causing Finn to have to give up the Universal Title. Yeah, and it wasn't a buckle bomb; it was on the barrier. Yeah, so it would have been the barrier. barrier bomb. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, Finn Balor was your first Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. And he had to give it up the next night on Monday Night Raw because he had torn his shoulder. Yep. So we have Seth came out. He's interrupted by Judgment Day. The OC comes out and say they have finally solved their Rhea problem. Mm-hmm. Seth uh, bolts at this yeah. point. Seth bolts, and it was hilarious because he's like, oh, here I am standing between. I'm just going to. Crouch just down, get on out of step here, and slide out, and just run away. <laughs> so, Mia Yim mm-hmm. shows up to lay out Rhea, which OC finally gets the upper hand yeah. on beating everybody down. And we're going to see them at War Games. I don't know if that was officially announced. I don't remember, but that's what this is leading up to. Yeah, for sure. Just weird to have an intergender. War games match. Hey, but. I'm all for, if it means that we get to see some cool spots, I'm all for it. Yeah. Because if anybody can fight with the men, it's those two. Oh yeah. Um also, later. also for war games, while while we're on the on the thing for war games, we're getting Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss versus damage control mm-hmm. in war games. Which I imagine there'll be one more person added to each side. I would imagine I would they would have to do that. I mean, they don't have to. They don't have to, but I would think they would. It would make more sense and be a more traditional War Games match. Um, but you you had Nikki Cross to Yeah, Nikki damage goes control. on the one side and then Dana Brooke. I, I guess. Mean, she ain't doing Dana, anything. Dana's fine. She's serviceable. Mm-hmm. I like Dana. She just isn't. Lacey Evans. <laughs> we can turn her face again after turning her heel. After turning her face, after turning her heel, you know after who, turning her face, after turning her heel. You know who it'll actually be if she's ready. Becky. Becky. If she's ready, that would be amazing. Which I, I remember seeing some stuff where maybe she is, maybe they're. If you she's know. ready, that could you imagine the pop? It went in, uh, so Damage Control says Nikki's going to join them, and Bianca goes, Oh, don't you worry. We'll have somebody. Don't tell and it. Don't it. say who it is. And then War Games comes up, and you know they're doing all their entrances. And then the last person entrance. Becky's music hits, and he, she comes out as 
dressed up like the man, not in yeah. her weird Lady Gaga big time <laughs> Bex thing, but she comes out in the jeans and the black shirt. The pop would be amazing. Oh, the pop would be amazing. And you could have a couple of different ways that you do it. You you have her come out either as the first entrant into the cage. Mm-hmm. No, nah, so, she's got to be the last one that enters the cage. Yeah, uh, but I was going to say yeah. that she would be the last one to come out for that. Mm-hmm. Or, and after we say this, we'll, we'll get back on track yeah. for the results. But Or she doesn't come out at the beginning. And her music doesn't hit until, you know, it's the last spot for the good guys. Yeah, that would be cool, too. And then then she just, and you just be like, oh. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would be out of my chair. I don't even know if I'm going to be, I don't even remember when this is supposed to be, but hopefully be awesome. I'll be able to watch it live. Anyways, uh, so Seth Rollins comes out. He's announces, all right, we, we're, we're going to do this. Open challenge. Bobby Lashley's music hits. Bobby doesn't, he's not there for a match. Bobby destroys Seth. Mm-hmm. No bell, nothing. Bobby just destroys Lays Seth. Lays him out. Lays him out. Austin Theory's music hits. Austin comes down, cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time the briefcase has been cashed in on something other yes, than a world championship. I do believe so. And proceeds to lose mm-hmm. to Seth. Yep. 10 out of 10. No notes. I'm for it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So Seth Rollins retains. Austin Theory no longer has the money in the bank briefcase. That whole no, that albatross is, is, is out of the gone. way. That's a problem solved. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to let you talk for a few minutes and I'm going to get something to drink. So uh, we move on to Dynamite. We kicked off Dynamite with FTR and the Acclaimed versus the Ass Boys. And swerve in our glory with the reluctant heel Keith Lee. Um, FDR and the acclaimed win. It makes sense. They're they've got all the gold. They're also the faces. There you go. Um Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page was next. Ethan Page wins. Uh that is the Eliminator tournament. So Page moves forward. And that's the only one that is gonna be that was on Dynamite. The other three are were Rampage. Or will be on Rampage, I should say. At least they're not on Dark. True. Uh, we had Wardlow versus Arya Davari. Uh, Wardlow just crushed him. It wasn't even funny. Soraya and or Soraya and Britt Baker had a face-off in the ring. Uh, Soraya said that she is 100% cleared to wrestle. Promo off. I liked this promo. They're between the two of them. There's been some you know talk on the internet about... It being good, it being bad, eh, I kind of liked it. Well, uh, Soraya messed up here and said that she had fought in the Tokyo Dome, yeah. which she never has. She has fought in Sumo Hall. Yeah. Which she has stepped back and made that correction. She said, oh, I yeah. said that. My mistake. It was in the heat of the moment, and I realized it when I said it, but couldn't fix it. That led to, it led off to Trent Beretta versus Jay Lethal in a match after several promos. Um... Lethal wins, and then Double J comes out and cuts a promo, which I really just didn't care about. Uh, John Moxley cut a promo in the ring, him and uh, 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 Regal. Good promo, but it's the same stuff. MJF cuts a promo uh, where he was 
apparently on a podcast. This is, I know we've talked about, hey, I'm digging MJF's character development here. This is quickly stagnating. Do something, make it. You're spinning too, there's too many wheels, right? There, there are rather, I shouldn't say there's too many wheels. There's too much time passing here between the action with MJF. Now, but, I understand why he's he was, been gone. He was beat down. He yeah. was injured. He had he, to he recover. Was, he was beat down because he had a filming engagement. He re, he was he's playing one of the Von Erics in the Von Erich documentary. Cool, you know. Um, I knew he was. I knew he was in the document. He's in, playing in the Von, Von. Is he actually playing one of the Von Erics? He is. Yeah. Oh. So you know, my thought there is, hey, cool. He's doing that. AEW. How long have you known that he was doing this? Because if you knew that he was doing this for a while. Don't start the feud and then have it fizzle for two weeks, three weeks, and then try to pick it back up like something just happened yesterday. It, that's the one thing I have a real big problem with AEW and their feuds. If something happens, they just kind of let them simmer and then pick them back up, and it just doesn't work. Uh, we then saw Sky Blue versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter, of course, wins. Uh, they go to attack Sky Blue afterwards. Uh, Tony comes down and makes a save. Uh, hooray. Which which Tony? Khan, Storm, yes. or Shivon? Yes. <laughs> um, we then got a best two out of three falls match. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Brian wins the first fall because Sammy hit him through a chair at his face in front of the ref, and the ref was like, bruh, nah, you're disqualified. So, the, like, the third disqualification in the history of AEW. Um... Danielson gets the second fall, and then Danielson gets the third fall. Right. Uh, Ty Mello tried to get involved. She got escorted out at some point, too. So, that was dynamite. Moving on to Friday Night SmackDown. I don't know why I just rolled that, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right, so SmackDown, we had Santos Escobar defeating Shinsuke Nakamura. This is for the SmackDown World Cup. We have Bray Wyatt flooring L.A. Knight with a headbutt. Shotzi defeats Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zaya Lee for uh, via pinfall. This is for the number one contenders match. Yep. Shayna Baszler choked out Shotzi backstage while Ronda Rousey taunted the challenger. Because, yeah. Sure. Gunther told Ricochet he hopes the latter wins the World Cup so that Gunther can ha- can once again mop the floor with Ricochet. SmackDown World Cup. World, World Cup. <laughs> SmackDown World Cup. Braun Strowman defeats Jinder Mahal. Yeah. That was, yeah. Jinder Mahal came out and actually cut a little bit of a promo how he was he was back and he was going to win all this and he's ready for all of the challenges. And then and he just kind of dropped the microphone. So full full transparency, I haven't been able to watch SmackDown yet. I don't have Fox in the house right now. And they don't put it on Hulu. Until sometime late Saturday evening or mm-hmm. Sunday morning. It was funny. As we, it was as, very funny. As we're recording this, it is 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. I haven't watched SmackDown. So reading this, Braun Strowman defeats Jinder Mahal. Yes. It, 
I forgot that Jinder was a person. Me too. Like, <laughs> me too until he showed up. Like when when he fir- when it first started this part, I was like, who is that? And then he said something. I was like, oh. Um. Uh, so we have Viking Raiders uh, come in and lay out Hit Row and yeah. Legato del Fantasma. Oh, that was with a returning that Sarah was Logan. Amazing. Sarah Logan just Sarah Logan did this weird like pop up headbutt to BFAB, and it was. Glorious looking. Wonder if she put in some, a lot of work to. I don't know, man, but it, the way she did it, it looked very cool. Because I know she's been, you know, she's been at home. She she had a kid. Maybe she's been working in the ring with. Uh, is it Eric that she's married to? Yeah. She she had a little Viking. Yeah. They, they've been bear wrestling in the backyard. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the things that you do. Not to say that she was bad. She was never bad. She was just never great. But glad to see that she's back. And then the match that everybody cared about on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The longest reigning tag team champions in the modern era. Mm-hmm. The New Day. Woods, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston. Versus the contenders for the longest reigning Tag team champions in the modern era, the current tag team champions, the Usos. And the Usos get the win. Yeah, I think that was the wrong call. I really think it should have been a tie. Like, yeah. if if Kofi and Woods would have won here, then the two of them would have been tied for the longest reign. Well, I think, uh, yeah, they're going to break the 483-day yeah. reign that the... Uh, that like New Day had. There, there's two ways this should have gone. It shouldn't have been with Jay and Jimmy winning the, the, the getting the crown, right? Yeah. Either A, this match kicks off SmackDown and New Day loses. And then you have something like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating them and taking mm-hmm. the belts. Yeah. Uh, or New Day wins. And then you have something else come of that. Well, I, I still think, and I, I, when we were talking about this last night, I, I still think that, that it's going to be Sammy and Kevin who take the titles off the Usos. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Triple H, even Triple H, I don't think Triple H sees Sammy Zayn as a world title contender. No, no. That could change with the work that Sammy's doing right now. Sammy, let me put it this way. Sammy could be a world title contender. He is not believable to take the belt off of Roman. So we'll put it that way. Yeah. We'll put it that way. At this point, back to you for Rampage. Yeah. So before Ram- we go off on tangents. Rampage started off with Brian Cage versus uh, Dante Martin in an Eliminator tournament. Brian Cage wins. Uh, we had Bendito versus Roosh in another world title Eliminator tournament match where Bendito wins uh, because John Silver came down and basically cost Roosh the, the belt. Uh Nyla Rose uh, beat Kayla Sparks, and she beat her with the pump kick and then went for her finishing move and then stopped and hit Jaded (laughs) and then did Jade's pin. And then the baddies came out, and Nyla laid out the two baddies and then jumped out of the ring and ran before Jade got there. Well, Jade kicked her, and then Nyla took off. Um, And then we had Orange Cassidy versus Lee Johnson. Orange Cassidy wins. 
Orange Cassidy being the main event in Rampage is one of the best segments that they can do because you know how Mark Henry does the, well, there's a lot of bad blood between these two, you know, that kind of seems like there's been enough talk, right? So Lee Johnson and QT Marshall, they say their things, blah, 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 blah. And then it cuts over to orange Cassidy and he's just like, yeah, whatever. And then he reaches into his jacket and he pulls out a microphone and goes, it sounds like there's been enough talk. (laughs) It's time. And Mark Henry goes, orange, orange, orange. (laughs) No, man. No. (laughs) And so he goes, all right. It's time. It sounds like there's been enough talk. Then Mark Henry does his thing, right? Um, That's amazing. There was a lot of outside stuff going on, but there wasn't any interference. well, there was a, uh, let me take that back. There was a little bit of interference. It wasn't like super major though. And it didn't lead to any of the pinfalls or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but not terrible. And that's how Rampage goes off the air. So, what you want to start with? I was with? about to say, all right, Cody. <laughs> so, what you guys want to talk about? We, we're going to talk about how people are trying to uh, F on Cody. <laughs> yeah. That referee was trying to. <laughs> No, you know, we talked about some of the stuff. We've got war games coming up here soon. And so I I do think that we're going to see Judgment Day versus the OC in war games. I believe so. And I'd be okay with having Rhea and Mia Yim in there. It would be interesting uh, if they did something like that. Um, I know Triple H has made the, the comment several times, though, that he is very anti inter intergender matches. Like he's okay with the involvement from time to time. You know, like Ray yeah. getting one over on a guy, one of the guys getting, you know, hitting Ray or something like that. He he's fine with that, but as far as the matches are concerned, he's not a fan. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess it is gonna be at Survivor series. Yeah. Uh, which is on the 26th. It could be a Survivor Series match. They could, could do this a Survivor happening. Series match where you have, you know, traditional intergender rules for WWE. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that happening. Uh, the War Games match, just saving it for Damage Control and Nikki Cross versus uh, Bianca, Asuka, Alexa, and hopefully a returning Becky, but probably not. Probably Dana Brooke or something like that. I think that's kind of maybe what they're maybe what they're trying to set up is we really want Becky in here. We really hope Becky's back. And if she is, cool. But if she's not, then we'll have at Dana. least Dana has a reason yeah. to be in there. So Which that makes sense. You know, book it with, with what you want in mind, but also what you know yeah. you're gonna have. Um Austin Theory losing his Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, one, uh, yeah, he lost the briefcase. Like I said, yeah. ten out of ten, no notes. I mean, um, they've buried him hard here. Well, even though even though it, it so, took interference from Lashley, yeah. a distraction from Lashley for him to lose, they still buried. They buried because he was hitting everything on Seth, yep. and Seth was just he even hit Seth with a, he even hit Seth with a pedigree, and Seth kicked out. Yeah. Um. So let me say this: Austin Theory is a piece of shit human. I think we've established uh, that that is our opinion of him, that, right? 
Vince was all uh, look at Roman, and, and this is going to sound weird, but look at Roman back what what now almost damn near ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite, but close. Um, you'll like Roman Reigns, and if you don't, we're just going to shove him down your throat until you do. It took cancer right? to get that man over. It took cancer to where to he get deserved Roman to over, be. Right. So the crowd just rejected Roman outright. Vince was doing the same thing with Austin Theory, only it was worse because at least Roman had a few years of the shield and actually like being a bit of a fan favorite in the shield behind him. So he had a small amount of credit. It's just that when the shield broke apart and it became this, we don't care about Seth. We don't care about Dean. You're gonna love Roman. Yeah. You know, Roman got to keep the shield music. Roman got to keep the shield. Look, you know, Roman got everything right. Roman, Roman, Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The, uh, the crowd kind of turned on him. Austin Theory was pulled up from NXT where his gimmick, was, I liked his gimmick as a stupid son of the way. Yeah. He gets pulled up to the main roster and given a great value Tyler Breeze gimmick. Mm-hmm. Which is annoying, and if Austin Theory was better, he could have gotten it over, I think. Yeah. The problem is Austin Theory's not that good. And I don't say that from any negative point of view, right? I'm not saying Austin Theory as a wrestler or any of that kind of stuff is bad. I'm saying he is entirely too green to be given that version, that character. Yeah. He couldn't separate the annoyance from the get off of my TV. Yeah. Right. He couldn't create and, that line. You know, if we're if we're being completely honest here, we were never gonna like Austin Theory. No. Uh no. the things that he's been accused of. Yeah. We're just never going to. We're just not to. gonna like the dude. Yeah. But the people that don't know, the people not in the know, the internet the the, the non internet wrestling community members or the people in the internet community that don't care, you know, mm. he's not gonna get over with them either. Right. So Triple H basically pulling the plug on Austin Theory, I think, is a good idea. Could he become a superstar? Yeah. He's certainly got the talent to do it. He's got the talent. Whether we want him to or not, he's got the talent. He's got the talent. We're not trying to to take anything away from his talent. But the things that he's been accused of are heinous. Yeah. And he could become a superstar. Eventually, he was not going to be one that got brought up from the from NXT and was a should have been immediately a contender. It just ain't no, and not it, happening. This character that they gave him was not one that can last. It's not one that can last, and it's not one that's going to engender himself to the crowd as a hated heel that. You want to boo against because you have your your top babyface fighting. Yep. Um, it's not gonna work. Nope. Sorry. 
It just doesn't work. Um, now, speaking of crowds like cheering and booing people, you you missed this part at the end of SmackDown. After the Bloodline beat the New Day, well, that was earlier in the show. End of SmackDown, Roman and the Usos and Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman came out and cut a promo. And it was, you know, got the Usos, the number one tag team. They, you know, they got the record, the tribal chief, yada, 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 all that stuff. And the Usos started going off about, ain't nobody can contend, blah, 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 blah. And then Butch and Holland come out. Okay. And they say, you know, you know as well as we do, we'd have had those belts if Solo wouldn't have gotten involved. Yada yada yada. They storm. They go to storm the ring, stop, and Sheamus's music hits. Sheamus comes out, gets a very nice pop. The three of them storm the ring. Mm-hmm. Still three on four versus the Bloodline. So eventually, the Bloodline number starts to to get over on them, and then Drew McIntyre's music hits. And Drew comes storming to the ring, jumps Roman, and they have a a a, Don, a good old fashioned Donnie Rook. There's your men's war yep. games match. Exactly. So you're gonna have the bloodline. It looks like you're gonna have the bloodline versus the the brawling brutes with uh, Drew McIntyre, featuring Drew McIntyre, like on the rap albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm okay with that. Like I like the interplay that. Drew and Sheamus have always had. Yeah. You know, that whole, we're friends. We're going to beat the hell out of each other. We're bitter enemies. We might not like each other from time to time, but But we we do have history and we respect each other. It goes way back. So, um, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I think it's some of the other stuff that happened. that was noteworthy to mention. Well, we alluded to it earlier this week, but, Braun Strowman opened his mouth. Yeah, this was after Crown Jewel. Yeah, it was after Actually, Crown it was Jewel. During Crown Jewel, it was after his match, and he said something about flippy wrestlers. Yeah, he he said, well, he said uh, that match between me and Omos should have been the greatest match of all time. Uh, none of that flippy flipperson stuff, you know, that should be out bagging groceries somewhere. Just two big men beating each other up. Yada yada yada. Um. <laughs> He caught a he caught a lot of heat from the wrestling community as a whole. Yeah. Uh, he also caught quite a bit from backstage. Uh, Ali, this was the the best part of this was was Mustafa Ali's response, right? Ali said something about it, and Braun replied and said, "You know, maybe once you're on TV, you'll understand." And Ali's response was, "Hey, can you give me some tips on how to get fired?" <laughs> because double-sided joke here, right? Yeah. One, ha-ha, Braun got fired earlier, and I never did. But two, Mustafa Ali asked for his release and was told no. <laughs> yeah. So. Look, wrestling attracts all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys in the back are going to be just absolutely amazing, great human beings. I'm going to point to John Cena. 
yeah, uh, for that with what he does with Make a Wish Kevin Foundation. Kevin Owens apparently is an awesome dude. Yeah, but you also are going to have bad people, mm-hmm. and in 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 the the when you talk about bad people, Braun Strowman. He's got some horrible opinions, but I don't think he's a bad person. I think Braun Strowman is just dumb. Yeah, he's he's got some bad opinions. He he's doesn't. Got, he doesn't. I hate saying it this way, but he doesn't understand the privilege that he has. Yeah, in wrestling, and I hate I hate saying it that way because then you get falls in that well check your privilege type stuff, and that's not what that's I mean. Not, the the, dude the is benefit huge. the benefit of him being I think he's six seven yeah he's um, like six seven three hundred pounds muscles on top of muscles like like that dude is a wrestler yeah period right I don't think he understands the fact that that's not skill that's, that's genetics genetics right like yeah he goes to the gym and works out yeah he eats right yeah he does all that kind of stuff that all plays into it. However, him being that big, There's he nothing had that nothing he did. to do with that. Yeah. You can't teach that, you know? No. He so, was born with the genetic aptitude to be able to go out and be a champion. To be a big, meaty man slapping yeah. meat. To, well, to be a champion weightlifter, yeah. a champion strongman. Exactly. I'm a big guy, but I'm only six foot on a good day. And, you know, I haven't put the work in. And, and Braun definitely put the work in. Look, we're not trying to take that away from him. I'm 6'2 and old at this point. Yeah. but And we're not trying to take away the work that Braun put to build his muscles and to become the strong mm-hmm. man. Because no, not that at all. takes work and that takes that talent takes, and that takes putting drive. That, it, it takes drive. drive. That takes work and it takes drive. Could I have done that, you know, 30 years ago, if I would have started, you know, when I was like 12, 13 years old, started going to the gym, started lifting weights in the backyard, that kind of stuff. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm a pretty good sized dude. Yeah. You know, I got a, a good friend who's six, five. Mm-hmm. Could he have done it? Absolutely. No. We're both lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. more fun to play video games in D and D. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. People put their efforts in, in other places and, Braun hating on guys, and I'm going to drop names here, and I have no idea Braun's opinion of these mm-hmm. people, but like Mustafa Ali, like yeah. Kenny Omega, like Ricochet, uh, Ricochet, like uh, uh, um, um, what's the the uh, British guy? Will Osprey. Thank you, Will Osprey. Those guys that have to do the flippy style of wrestling, not they, because yeah, they, they got to. They're not six foot five yeah. monstrous muscle men. They gotta have something that makes them stand out from yeah. the rest of the average guy. I and couldn't do that. Honestly, as much as I love to see two bulls go to fight How about in Rey the ring, Mysterio. Yeah, as much as I love to see two bulls like a Omos and Strowman mm-hmm. just wail on each other in a ring, there I I enjoy it, that, yeah. but but I don't want an entire yeah. show of if that. If that's all it was, it would be boring. Yeah, you know. We're wrestling fans. For some reason. For some reason. I hadn't quite figured that one out yet. But we're wrestling fans, right? We like watching the the big hoss fights. Yeah. We like watching the flippy shit fights. Yeah. We like watching the women's matches. For the most part, I like watching some of the gimmick matches. Some of them are just dumb. 
Yeah. I'm looking at you, House of Horrors match. <laughs> but I like the intriguing character stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that makes wrestling fun. I like the chain wrestling. Yeah, I like the chain and the technical wrestling. and Like watching uh, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia here yeah. about a month ago. That was a fantastic match. And I guarantee you that Braun couldn't do half the stuff they no, did. No, not even close. Um, wrestling has room for all of that. Yeah, and I, I forget who it was that said it. I think it was one of AEW Will Ospreay. Guys. No, it was Will Ospreay who said uh, something about, you know, wrestling has re- just bec- Imagine hating on... Uh, other people trying Other to make money. Trying in to make money in the industry that you make money in. Yeah, wrestling has room for everybody, and it does. And Especially. Will Osprey has his own like personal <laughs> junk out there too. It seems like every wrestler has. Oh, some kind I of, mean, you, dude, you want to go down the list? Some sort of skeleton in their closet just, that just makes them an, a horrible individual. We we could do we could do an entire series, right? You know, but, but his comment is true. Right, his comment is, "Dude, chill, bro. You just got paid bank, yeah, because you just worked blood money, right?" I guarantee you that Braun is making north of a million dollars a year right now, easily. Just he is. His uh, downside's not a million dollars, no. but between sale, ticket sales, and merchandise, merchandise and, all and all that, he's making north of a million dollars a year. Dude, shut up. Make your money, put on a show, and then go away. So speaking of blood money, um, of course, Sami Zayn wasn't there. Uh, he He's not at any of those shows due mm-hmm. to his Syrian heritage. Yeah, which um, uh, kudos to, there's a lot to hate on WWE yeah. about, but kudos to WWE for saying, hey, Sami. Yeah, you're fine. Don't, um, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to punish you for not coming to this show. I don't know if, we, I don't, I know we mentioned it that it happened, but I don't know if we mentioned the reasoning on the SmackDown before uh, crown jewel mm-hmm. MVP was laid out by Braun Strowman. Yeah. And he was written off. Mm-hmm. Technically he was not in Saudi Arabia. Well, there's a reason he wasn't there. And this is a great reason. Yes. MVP was Muslim at one time when he went in, cause MVP is a, a an ex convict as one yes. might say. And as I understand it, and I could be completely wrong, but as I understand it, while he was in prison, he converted to Islam. Yep. Since he has become an atheist. Mm-hmm. He has deconverted from Islam. He's not religious at all. Saudi Arabia has laws against apostasy. Mm-hmm. Hey, you used to be a Muslim. You left the, the religion. You can be arrested and killed. Yes. While I don't necessarily think that would happen to MVP, that would be I extremely can't blame dumb. Him for being like, "Yo, I don't want to put myself in the position that it could." Yeah, yeah, and and kudos to WWE yeah. for working kudos on for WWE to being like, "Yeah, cool, no, you don't have to go." I I don't think that Saudi Arabia would have done anything. Yeah, I don't think they would have. That that, that would have been that would have been. That would have been extremely, extremely dumb on their part. Mm-hmm. Almost as dumb as kidnapping a journalist yeah. f- from the streets of Turkey and um, you know, murdering, murdering him in the embassy. Although I will uh, say Turkey and the U.S. are a little different. Well, yeah. Um, 
But he was a U.S. He was living in the U.S. He was in Turkey to to right. Doesn't it, matter. Doesn't we, matter. Yeah. Human rights violations. Human yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But no. Yeah. Like, don't put yourself in a position where it could where happen. It could happen. Again, and and that's don't, don't necessarily think it would happen. But good play on MVP for not for being yeah. like, yeah, I don't even want to put myself on the possibility. And and uh, has Mustafa been? Over there, I don't know. I don't because think I know he has. I know he is of Islamic heritage, and I believe yeah. that he's very, you know, mm-hmm. very Islamic. Yeah, I don't know if he has or not. I don't. I honestly don't remember. Um, but and unlike some of our our fellow uh, podcasts, I'm just not gonna look it up. Yeah, we we don't <laughs> some of those other, we don't have an ombudsman and some of those other podcasts that they record in this room that you know plan their their shows and do research <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, we, we'd literally just be like, hey, you want to record today? And what happened yeah. this week? Uh, like I said, I have not even watched SmackDown this <laughs> week. Um, So Natalia got injured a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So she's out for a little while. Uh, something else we got to talk about, too, is Mr. Nick Aldis. Ooh, uh, you're right. So uh, he was Magnus. He was Magnus in, in TNA, and uh, he's been in he's NWA, been NWA as their champion for a long stretch of that. Uh, he he gave NWA his intent to not resign. Uh, you know, basically, hey, I'm going to work out the end of the year, uh, but I will not be resigning in January when my contract is up. Mm-hmm. NWA immediately told him, "It's cool. You're fired." Uh, they, well, no, that's well. What they not did, according to Billy Corgan. What they did was they told him, "Okay, fine," and they pulled him from all of his dates because he was going to be. There's an NWA show in New Orleans next week or the next week. He was pulled from all of his dates. So, which Nick Aldis then goes on and says, "I was going to keep this to myself." But since you're wanting to play this way, fine. The reason I'm leaving is because of comments that were made by NWA about women's wrestling, the fact that it isn't a draw, the fact that it's, you know, not something they want to do. Quick quick to point out here, just, just real quick, mm-hmm. Nick Aldis is married to Mickey James. Yes. Just wanted to th- throw that out there. As far as when you're talking about draws right. in women's wrestling... So, he makes all this comment. Billy Corgan responds to, to Nick's comment. Uh, we're the ones that did Empower. We gave Nikki, or Mickey full run to do whatever she wanted for that show. We lost money on that, sh- on that show. She wanted to do another one. We told her that we wouldn't do it unless the second one could be as good or better than the first, which is impossible because you have AEW out here snapping up all the free agent women talent. Uh, so that was Billy Corgan's response. Now, Billy Gorg- Corgan's a piece of shit, too. Um, I mean, really, the the only... <laughs> God, everybody's just... yeah. <laughs> The only women that are available right now that would be draws mm-hmm. are Tessa Blanchard. Mm. Oh, 
I, I'm, I'm yeah. just. She, she. I can't argue the fact that I, she would be a draw. But I, I am just. Ooh. I'm not saying anything yeah. other than that she would be a draw. Yeah. And Sasha Banks, who's still signed with WWE through the end of the year, who's still signed with WWE through the end of the year, and rumors keep going back and forth. You know, Triple H is still in conversation with her, trying to to come to an agreement. Yep. Uh, other than that, I can't think of, of any other. Your other named women are either signed somewhere. Uh, oh, part of Billy Corgan's thing was also, you know, and it's not like we could reach out to AEW. We don't have a working relationship with them. Um, they could. They yeah. could reach out to Tony and be like, hey, we want to do an all-women show. You've got a lot of women that are on your roster that are signed that aren't getting any TV time right now, like Ruby, like... Uh, you know, some of the Japanese like wrestlers. Ruby, like Tony Storm. Well, Tony's uh, been on TV like every week, so. She hasn't had a match. We can't see anything. <laughs> She's been on TV, though. We can't see anything about Tony Storm right now, but we can most assuredly talk about Ruby. Okay. You, we can uh, talk about the fact that, you know, now if we want to talk you're about. You're right. You're right. The four women, five women that we see on TV every right. week right now. Now, look and at I'm all gonna, the no, other I'm going to name them. I'm going to name them. We have Tony Storm, who is your interim mm-hmm. champion. We have Britt Baker. Yep. We have Jamie Hader. S- Jamie Hader, Sky Blue, mm-hmm. and Soraya. Yeah. Which uh, we we do need to talk about Soraya for a minute. Okay. Uh, are you done with? Yeah, I mean, it was just it it was just a thing, you know. It, it's a whole back and forth at the moment of you know between uh, Nick and Billy as far as how. Yeah, how this worked out. Now, I will say this: Mickey James has asked, has notified that she won't be returning, uh, and there's a couple of other ones, a couple other women wrestlers that have notified that they will not be resigning either. So, to me, that kind of gives a little more credence to the Nick Aldis side of things. You Look, know, when you have your your women's wrestlers saying, Mm-mm-mm. both sides can be correct. Oh, I forgot, I forgot the statement that actually kicked it off was Billy Corgan saying that women can't wrestle the NWA style. That's the statement that kicked it all off. And if I'm Mickey James or any of these other women, when AEW and WWE exist, mm-hmm. I'm walking away. And not only do they exist, but NWA is currently like the rock that gets hung in the bottom of a shoe that is WWE or AEW. I mean, we, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but TNA is still a thing. And their women's division is fire. Yes. It yeah, is. It, exactly. So, like, yeah, they can all go and make money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And they, they can do so much more than what NWA, with their paid service on whatever show, whatever channel it is, mm-hmm. the subscription thing that they're on, or pay-per-view model that they have. I don't remember which it is, but I know... It's like a pay-per-view YouTube thing. Yeah, they were on YouTube for a while yeah. where you could just watch them on YouTube and then occasionally they'd have a pay-per-view. That model yeah. would have launched NWA, mm-hmm. not up to AEW or WWE, but at least could have made them competitive with TNA. Yeah, but they, they don't do that anymore. Uh, so. But yeah, uh, Soraya mm-hmm. is cleared 100%, 100% cleared. 100% cleared, and she spoke about it on Renee, uh, Renee's podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm. She did not want to be cleared by AEW's doctor. She wanted somebody outside of wrestling to yep. clear her so that this wasn't a question 
of, oh, AEW's clearing her because they're clearing her. No, she went to a doctor and one of, you know, according to her, one of the best in the business for her injury. Mm-hmm. And they did x-rays. They did MRIs. They did CT scans. Doctor poured over all of them, looked at her and said, you're clear. Mm-hmm. So I think she's still going to take it slow. I think she said she's going to start with one match a month for a while and then That's ramp good. it up Get from there. Get back into it type thing because she hasn't been she hasn't been on TV in, I think, five years and hasn't wrestled yeah. in seven or something like that. So, I, I, I don't remember. Or maybe it was seven and nine. It, it was some, it's been a while since she yeah. has been in the ring. It hasn't been that long since she's been in the ring, but I think five years since she's been in the ring. But regardless, it has been a while since she's been in the ring. She needs to take it slow, and she mentioned feeling like she rushed it. Last time. Because remember, she came out, she was injured, she came out, and within a couple weeks, she took the kick from Sasha. Yep. And she doesn't blame Sasha. This was, she knows it was 100%, 100%. her neck was not where it needed to be. And, but the kick was just right. Mm -hmm. And, and she went down. And then she she talks about it on Jericho's podcast too, where, maybe it was Jericho's podcast. Where she got well, she didn't talk on Jericho's podcast about being cleared because that she wasn't that far along yet. Oh, okay, but she talked about it on Jericho's podcast about the kick and the fact that when she hit the mat, like her whole body was tingly, but she couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "So this is how it all ends: me <laughs> not being able to walk." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm glad to see her back. I hope that she can do something cool. Um, Paige Soraya is a very outspoken. Women's wrestler. She was like the vanguard of women's wrestling yeah. in, the, in the modern era. Well, I mean, uh, you go back and you, you look at what started the, the women's revolution. Mm-hmm. It was it was her, it was her. and, you know, because we've talked about this before, but, you know, in the Divas era, you always had, like, Lita. Mm-hmm. You had Beth. You had Victoria. You had Trish. Trish. We'll throw Trish in there. Trish is the edge of it, but we, you had Trish. Trish went from being the model side to where she put the work in and she yeah. became the wrestling That's side. That's why I say she's the edge of it, right? You had those wrestlers during the Divas period, but it was way overshadowed by the Stacey Keeblers, the Christy Hemmies, the Tori Wilson, the Sable. You will not speak bad about Stacey Keebler. I, I'm not speaking bad <laughs> about her. I'm just saying she's not a wrestler. The Kelly Kellys, you know. You I, had, I, I will I will allow that. You, it, Women's matches were for piss breaks and for eye candy. Yep. And that's all they were for. And then you had, like, you had Paige step up. You had... Um, that, that first crop of NXT wrestlers where you had the four horsewomen, you know, you had Naomi. To an extent, you had Tamina and Natalia, who, Natalia is amazing. Tamina, not so much, but she was a wrestler. She wasn't beauty queen, right? Yeah. So you had that first crop of women's wrestling that said, hey, we can do just as good as the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and that started the ball rolling. And now we have, you know, 
women's matches main eventing WrestleMania. You have, you know, they're in cage matches. They're in, you know, Hell in a Cells. They're doing everything the guys are doing. Yep. With less time and less story. I'm hoping Paige brings some of that to AEW. I'm hoping she gets in Tony's face and says, the way you're treating your women is trash. This needs to be fixed. I mean, we've we've talked about it on here before. I really think Tony's like, oh, I have to have a women's division because I have to have a women's division. Yep. Not because I have to have a women's division because I've got to have these women on my show. Mm-hmm. It's a, oh, it's 2022. I got to have a women's division. Yeah, I got to have a women's division. We have to give them some time. Yeah. It's, we always make jokes about Tony Khan with his, his action figures, right? Daddy, his wrestling Daddy. action figures. Um, so I'm in my 40s. I'm in my mid 30s. When I was a kid growing up, He Man was a major toy line, mm-hmm. right? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was a major toy line. You had all of the male figures, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Skeletor, uh, Ramhead. I'll get you, He-Man. All of the major characters were dudes. And then you had Tila, (laughs) you had the Sorceress, Mm -hmm. you had Evil Inn. So the only three women in the entire show. I mean, She-Ra eventually broke off, right, but that was its own thing at that point. But you had, they had action figures. There, there was a Tila action figure, there was an Evelyn action figure, and there was a Sorceress action figure that you only got if you bought Castle Grayskull. I had the Sorceress action figure because I had Castle Grayskull. Ask me how often that figure got played with. Hey, Jason, how often did Never. you... Never. <laughs> G.I. Joe. You had Lady J, and you had Scarlet. And then on the evil side, you had the Baroness. I had the Baroness because she came with one of the rides. Ask how often the Baroness got played with. Jason, how never. often? <laughs> so those figures never got played with. And, yeah. and this, this weird tangent here is wrapping into Tony's not playing with his female action figures, no. right? They're there. He has to have them. No. I had to have Sorceress because it came with Castle Grayskull. He's got to have a women's division, but I just don't think that he wants to do anything with it. And and we've mentioned before, and I still maintain, he doesn't he doesn't have he doesn't know how to book. He doesn't have storylines. He has two or three stories to tell, mm-hmm. and he tells them over and over again with different people. Yep. So so, um, I think on that horribly depressing note. <laughs> Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for the day. Uh, we'd like to say thank you to McNarb Gaming. Thanks, here, Greg. Here in Gautier, Mississippi. They have, as Brady says, puzzles and shit. Yeah. And no, Brady, we're never going to stop this. Yeah, we're, um, we're always going to steal that from you. I, and I, I told uh, totally Traveler guys that we just need to put a clip on the, the board of yeah. Brady saying puzzles and shit. <laughs> uh, no, we, we they, have, they have puzzles. They have RPGs. They have board games and they have more board games than you know what to do with all different types of board games. If monopoly and clue and those kinds of board games, if you find those boring as a lot of people do, that's fine. 
Come check out some of these other games. Come check out when Jay's running a Blood on the Clock Tower or when they're doing some of the other games that they do because, man, board games have come a long way. They're not all high ho Cheerio. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, come check them out. Tell them that we sent you and pick up a board game to play. Also, while you're here, Swing by Big Dog Liquor. Get yourself a bottle of something tasty. Mm-hmm. They got they got it all in there. You know, pretty much if you can think of it, it's probably there. There's a chance he can order it for you if it's something special and it you know it doesn't come in like massive amounts. Um, he does veterans discounts or military discount as a whole, I guess I should say. Which we went this whole time without saying Happy Veterans Day. Happy we veterans are recording Day. this on Friday. Thank um, you. Thank, Thank you, you to our veterans um, and those that are currently serving. But he does veterans military discounts. He does senior citizen discount. He does wine sales. If you order wine by that case, he'll give you a discount on that. Uh, so, yeah, check out Big Dog Liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, once you've got your, your booze, once you've got your Not Clue board game, and you're done listening to us, why don't you give the Travelers on the Omnibus a listen? They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture, I believe is how they say it. Yes, they, they do say that. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're still our friends after this conversation that we're currently having with them uh, <laughs> through a through yeah. messenger. Um, uh, a little concerned about you, Jay. Just, just a little concerned. So their most recent episode, I believe, was uh, Metroidvania. Yes. And what what constitutes that type of game and what their favorites were? A brief history of Metroidvania games. So give them a listen if you're interested in any of that nerd shit. Uh, They will entertain you for somewhere between one and three hours, depending on how much (laughs) Jay edits. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And check out uh, one of the travelers, Jody. He has his own show over on Anchor and Spotify called Fearology. And it talks about his relationship with the horror genre and how it has affected his life. And then if you just like movies in general. Movies uh, and shit. Movies and shit. Give a listen to uh, Silence Your Cell Phones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin do discussions on new movies, bingeable TV shows on Netflix. You can catch them on YouTube sometimes where they do their show live. Yep. Uh, So give them a listen too. And I believe... With all of that said, our plugs out of the way. Plugs are out of the way. Discussion of wrestling. I was just messing with with Jay. I'm really not any more concerned about him than I usually am. We're we're gonna see now. If you listen to this long, if you haven't cut this off, then you just won't hear this. Uh, or if you have cut us off, you won't hear this. Uh, the next couple of weeks probably won't be a show. Yeah, uh, Michael will be traveling. So safe travels to you. Thanks, my sir. friend. And uh, so we will say cheers until after Thanksgiving. It sounds like. It'll be after Thanksgiving, and yeah, we'll start up fresh and anew. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.